eight Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, got your boy ADD here. Uh, I'm flying solo today. Other bird bros had uh, a couple things going on, so I'm going to give you a quick behind enemy lines for this week. I've um, got some things to talk about, obviously, going into the Tampa Bay game, 6-1 and one, uh, for your Atlanta Falcons going up against the Buccaneers here at home in the Georgia Dome, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, a lot of interesting things going on this week with this uh, particular matchup. It's kind of a, you know, a um, strength versus weaknesses. They've got – they're banged up on one side of the football. We're banged up on another side of the football. Um, they're one of the most heavily penalized teams in the league. The Falcons, as of late, have been, you know, playing pretty sloppy and uh, dealing with some penalties. So it's some interesting things going on here. As I started to do the research for this week, um, you know, I'm not quite as confident going into this game as I thought I would be, um, but we're going to get into that uh, here behind enemy lines in a quick second. I do want to give a shout-out to my boy, A.V. You know, he wasn't on the, the show for Monday night. Um, that you started hearing on Tuesday. Uh, but that doesn't mean that the Saints don't suck. So before we jump into uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and some of the, the discussion points on that, uh, I, I'm going to uh, take over for A.V. for one week at least. Reason 7,164, why the Saints suck. And it's all about the finances. It's all about the money on why the Saints suck with uh, reason number 7,164. It's their cap space. They have almost $32 million in dead cap space. And this was reported by ESPN reporter Kevin Seifert. Um, so when you talk about dead money and cap space, that means money that is going to guys that are not currently on the team. They're not getting any type of contribution. They're not getting anything. You know, these guys are not going to bear any type of fruit on down the line. And they've got $32.5 million. You know, that's like a half of Julio Jones. Um, that's not on the roster. That's not helping them. So, um, as we enjoy and watch the decline of the uh, of, of those guys over there in New Orleans, um, that's reason number 7,164 why the Saints suck. Go to birdbrus.wordpress.com. Check out the full story for why the Saints suck. AB has you held down every week on that. We'll have a link to the article. And you'll see um, it, it's 32.5 million reasons why they suck. And this is reason number 7,164. All right, so let's jump into – uh, this week's matchup, you know, it, like I said earlier, it's interesting that you look at some of the things going on with Tampa Bay versus some of the things going on uh, with the Atlanta Falcons, and it kind of creates a weird matchup this week. So uh, let's start off with the offense uh, for the Atlanta Falcons versus the defense uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You look at the Buccaneers' uh, defense, and you probably say that their front seven with the likes of Daryl McCoy, Quan Alexander, Levante David, um, those guys is probably, you know, their front seven is, is the strength of their defense. The back end, not so much. You know, they've got some vets with Tim Jennings in the backup role, alternate burner um, there as well. So on one hand, you would say, okay, if we can get out, get some type of run game going, even knowing that they're stronger in the front seven, will that open up chances downfield for the passing game? However, look at our passing game. We're a little banged up. You know, Julio um is out there playing but i think everybody would say he's probably not at 100 percent right now roddy who actually has been more um, impactful and more effective the last couple of weeks um after the big tipped about you know him not being involved and being just a blocker and that not being his role um you know is not you know at this point in his career probably not the downfield type of guy um that you're looking for um hankerson's probably out this week um, and, you know, Eric Williams is really not involved in the uh, passing game to that degree. He's primarily special teams. Uh, that takes you down to Nick Williams, who's been banked up this week. 
Um, so what that means is with Hankerson potentially out, what you're looking at is uh, the debut of uh, Freak Magic 2 out of East Carolina, that being um, number 16 for the Atlanta Falcons, uh, with my guy Hardy there. Um, so he's going to get his first shot, according to Roddy White, he's playing this week. Um, you know, Hardy's been doing the right thing, saying the right things, uh, remaining patient. Uh, so, you know, as much as you would hope that you could take advantage of the Tampa Bay Bucks secondary, um, you know, we, we're banged up on that side of the football as well. Uh, you love to get downfield on those guys, but I think I saw a stat earlier this week uh, where, you know, um, Matt's, you know, passes haven't been traveling very far downfield. I think he's got less than 25 passes um, that have been, you know, uh, excuse me, less than five passes that have traveled more than 25 yards downfield on the initial pass and not just a catch and run. So, some issues there. We gotta, we'll see what happens. You know, hopefully we can come out. Um, I think everybody wants to see Devontae get involved a little bit more earlier than he has the last couple of weeks. Um, so, you know, Shanahan seems to like to kind of go the opposite route, start off with the passing game and, um, you know, kind of transition back to the running game and vice versa. So we'll see what happens. But uh, a different matchup there. And then now you start talking about the Tampa Bay offense versus the Atlanta defense, you know, kind of the same thing. You know, their running game uh, is actually very strong with Doug Martin, who um, has proven to be a solid pro, even though he's had some ups and downs and been dealing with injuries. Um, but at the same time, you look at um, the Atlanta defense where, you know, they've got a pretty damn good run defense. I think they've only given up over 100 yards to to Dallas this year. Um, so that's a strong point. So strong point versus strong point. Um, however, at the same time, we're banked up in the secondary. It looks like more could potentially not be playing. We, they brought back Charles Godfrey earlier this uh, week. Um, you know, we have problems with the tight end. But you look at Safarian Jenkins from Tampa Bay. He has been out the last four games, just came back to practice today. Uh, they said he looked good, but how much he'll play, not necessarily sure. Um, and then, you know, of course, uh, you got Jenkins there, uh, who obviously very strong. But, um, you know, Benson Jackson is going to miss the game. Uh, from all reports. So it looks like he's going to be out for quite a while, maybe not season long, um, but um, definitely not going to um, come, going to be there this week in the Georgia Dome. Uh, so, you know, defensively, probably as you start to look at that matchup, probably favors us. Um, you know, I do want to talk a little bit about Jameis Winston. Um, you know, if you listen to Dirk Cutter, who's former offensive coordinator for the Falcons, he's now in Tampa Bay. He said uh, Winston pretty much had his best game of the season last week. So, He's actually been playing at a fairly high level, all things being considered uh, for a rookie these last two weeks. Um, but he'll have a lot on his shoulders. He's probably down to one primary weapon um, through the passing game with the injuries at tight end and, and at wide receiver. Um, and then, you know, how much are they going to get out of, uh, of the, the muscle hamster there uh, with, with Martin as far as the run game? So I think defensively, it always starts with stopping the run. I don't think there's any defense where that doesn't begin to uh, play into how you want to go and attack another team. Uh, so it'll be, you know, especially important to stop the run because I think they're a little bit uh, down as far as injuries and everything else. They probably just don't have the firepower coming into this game uh, to, um, to, to really do some damage if we don't let Doug Martin get out there and really get going. Uh, the, you know, the last kind of element um, that we'll talk about is special teams. Uh, you know, nothing that necessarily stands out. You know, the biggest point there is, um, you know, Atlanta has really struggled the last couple of weeks between the block punt over in New Orleans. Matt Bryan um, not been very accurate all this year and not really getting much in the return game from a punt return standpoint, especially. Uh, you know, the NFL these days, pretty much most of the kicks are going out um, on a kickoff return. 
But in the punt game, you know, Weems back there is definitely sure-handed. He's going to make generally the right decisions, but we're not getting a lot of return yardage, which uh, we talked a little bit about Monday. I think it's impacting the offense as a whole. The special, excuse me, the starting field position hasn't necessarily been great um, the last couple of games, and I think it leads to a little bit of conservative play calling from Shanahan um, as they start out drives, especially before they get to about the 30, they're all 30 or 40. Then the playbook seems to open up. Somewhat understandable, but um, you know, we're all kind of looking for Devin Hester, even though he may not be back until week 12 or 13. Um, that'd be a great addition, especially going into that part of the season, especially when we're going to be staring at two, two important divisional uh, games against Carolina. Uh, and then, you know, last thing is coaching, you know, for what it is, uh, let's, you know, I got to think Dan, you know, uh, DQ Dan Quinn is a better coach uh, than Lovey Smith. Lovey obviously has done a lot of things in the league, but if you look at the collapse last, uh, last week, um, and just generally overall, you know, there's going to be some questionable calls on that that end, uh, game management, clock management, just entirely there. You know, what you saw last week, I don't think you will see out of a Dan Campbell, excuse me, a Dan Quinn coach team. I say Dan Campbell, I got the uh, the Patriots versus Miami game going on. Gronk uh, just scored a touchdown if you're keeping track at home for your fantasy team. But uh, so, you know, I don't I think that the coaching advantage definitely goes to Dan Quinn and the Falcons on that end. Uh, so I think, um, you know, that's another thing that we can lean on this week and hopefully get out of there with a victory. So, you know, I said somewhere in the range of 24-13, 24-17 um, as my prediction. I'm going to stick with that. I think that's where it, um, it's going to land. I think the Falcons, fairly comfortable. Um, it's an NFL game. You're not going to get too many uh, performances like we had against Houston where it's a runaway. Um, but I think 24-20, excuse me, 24-17, uh, 24-13, somewhere in there, I think the Falcons uh, get a victory in the Georgia Dome before heading out to the West Coast to play uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Colin Kaepernick and that uh, Navarro Bowman group out there in San Francisco. Um, as far as the Vegas lines, I was taking a look at that earlier. Uh, looks like Falcons minus seven. Uh, the over-under is somewhere in the low 40s. You know, if you're so inclined, you want to uh, kind of get involved in that piece of it. Um, if I'm putting money on it, I'm not actually going to take the Falcons with a minus seven. I'll take Tampa Bay, um, you know, uh, with the plus seven. Um, again, now, how I feel as a, a fan watching it versus where I will put my money, I definitely go uh, with Tampa Bay uh, getting the seven um, in that regard. As far as the over-under, yeah, you know, I'd be hard to press to take the over at this point, 24-13, um, you know, with the overall score prediction, even though it contradicts what I would put down money-wise. Um, I still think that 42, the low 40s is probably where you're going to be. Um, I can't see both teams really pushing 20 as a you know combined group. Um, somebody's going to be on top of each other, and of course, we hope that it's the Falcons. All right, guys, uh, you know, we're going to keep this short. Um, thanks, everybody, for joining. We appreciate it. Um, if you're not checking us out on social media, make sure to do that. Burbras um, is the Twitter account, uh, burbras at wordpress.com. Um, we've got posts going up there. Saints sucks. You can always, um, you know, get in there with A.B. and figure it out. You don't have to figure it out. You know why. We're just going to tell you why. The thousands and thousands upon thousands of reasons why the Saints suck. So, uh, for all the Bird Bros, for the man A.B., Cadis, Trent, Rome, uh, we appreciate all the support. We'll see you guys next week. We're going to uh, recap, of course, what goes on uh, this week with the Buccaneers game, and then we'll start talking a little bit about the 49ers. Um, by week after that. So we got a lot to cover next week. Hopefully it's going to be on a good note. You know, this past show was down a little bit. You know, everybody wasn't feeling too good about it, but 
you know, I think we're going to get back in the win column the right way, even though we were in the win column last week. Um, but I think we're going to feel a lot better about the performance this week. I think the message has been sent um, inside the offices at Flowery Branch that that's not an acceptable performance in the way they want to go out. So uh, behind enemy lines we gate, this is ADD signing off. We appreciate it, and we'll see you guys next week uh, to talk a little bit about the 49ers. Thanks.